Welcome to God Talk. This is No Doubt About It, Part 4, and I hope you've listened to the other three as we've been doing a whole three weeks about so what. God uh, rolled the stone away and brought Jesus out of the grave, and then we wrestle with the question, so what? What difference does that make? Okay, now that backs up everything he's ever said. It shows he has this kind of power over death and uh, so on. This week we've been looking at No Doubt About It. Lots of my friends have lost their belief don't believe in God anymore, don't believe that God created the world anymore, don't believe Jesus rose from the grave or was born of a virgin. Some people have given up on the idea of heaven and second coming. We have to just make our best heaven down here. Some people don't believe prayer works anymore. And I've just said, could anything happen like that to you? If someone get past all the alarms and uh, <laughs> lasers and passwords and whatever else you have put up, could Satan or anybody come through? Could any politics happen? Anything that would take it all away from you. What do you have nailed down? So far we have said God is good no matter what. Jesus died, rose from the grave, settled it. God gave us his best. Don't question him anymore. He doesn't have to dance for us anymore. He doesn't have to do any magic tricks for us anymore. It's settled, done. Lock it away. Seal it. God is always working. The idea that God sort of goes into second gear, third gear, and if you pray harder, he goes into fourth gear, fifth gear. Prophet maybe goes into sixth or seventh gear. I mean, that idea that God is a variable, uh, dangerous. I just want to say God is always working, always working. Number three, he's always for us. He doesn't pick and choose between the winners and the losers. He's always for us. If God is for us, then who can be against us? Settle it. I was uh, pastoring years ago, big church, and uh, we had a policy, you know, every student who needed help could get 10%, 15%, maybe 20%. But we tried to be as standardized as possible. We didn't want people to say, hey, how much did you get? How much did you get? We tried to be as standardized as possible. So there was a family come over from one of the countries of Africa. I won't go through all the details. Our kids fell in love with their kids, and uh, we just we did years together. But uh, it was clear that, you know, things weren't going that well in public school. They had no money. It was so poor trying to find a way to get established here and go get their education. So finally, I went to the parents who had become good friends of ours by then, and I said, you want your kids to go to the Adventist school? Oh, that'd be so great, Pastor Dan. So uh, I got our 15 20%, and I went back to them, and they said, we can't do anything, Pastor Dan. Maybe we can do $50 a month, but we can't do any more. We're just barely hanging on, living in a little crummy apartment. So I raised the money for the rest of it. I found some donors and I said to them, these kids can go to the Adventist school or they can't, but uh, we're not going to make it by the regular policy. Can we have a separate little emergency policy for a few people? Kind of off the books here. Yeah, okay, sure. Well, a couple pastors got upset at me. They said, Pastor Dan, you're picking and choosing the winners and the losers. You pick these people, your friends, to help them more, and these other people that are not your friends or you don't know them so well only get 15 20%. I said, my dear friends... I'm just trying to get kids into Christian school. If you find some that you think need all, and it's clear that they're not going to get in without some extra help, I'll do the best I can to raise for them too. Jesus died for them all. He wants them all in Christian school. 
I'll do the best I can. I'm not trying to pick and choose the winners and the losers. That's who God is. If God is for us, who can be against us? And if I can just say it this way, which means if God is for you, nobody else really ultimately matters. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. Coach yells at you, who cares? Boss yells at you, who cares? Don't let anyone take this away from you. God is for you. And let that voice dominate over all other voices. I let someone criticize me and then it's all gone. Someone jumps on you and puts you, puts you down and calls you out and you feel it. I said, no, if God is for you, who can be against you? Nothing else really ultimately matters. Number four, God is always a lover. Same passage, Romans 8, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons nor any powers, nor anything else will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm sure most of you have had an experience of had someone break up with you. I can remember a girl I went to a banquet with in eighth grade. And uh, this was pretty shallow <laughs> love. But, uh, you know, we were walk home together, carry her books and all that. And then all of a sudden, she was with another boy. And we and I would go to the skating program and we would compete for her. But I lost her to him and you feel hurt and you feel rejected someone loved you and then they didn't love you off and on and then you have a girlfriend maybe in high school i can remember a girl who said goodbye in singapore i left i wrote letters and all the usual things when i got back to america someone told me by the way dan as soon as you left <laughs> she was with someone else oh, okay and now you find that love can be fickle with people and many people see that with God, that God is for you some days and God is not for you. And if God is blessing you and everything is good and everything is sunshine, okay, you can feel God's presence almost. Other times you can't feel his presence and God is gone and he's far away. He's not answering your prayers and God, is, David is praying all the time, God, turn your face back to us. Why did you turn your face away from us? And here it says in Romans 8, nail this down. It doesn't matter. Our God is always loving us. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. It is a constant. It is all the time. God is good. He's always working. He's always for us. And he's always a lover. Don't let anyone take that away from you. Lock it down. Lock it down. I've talked about this several times. If you've heard this, uh, bear with me. I was at graduation and my young friend, pastor back at then, Sam Lenore, was the chaplain and he gave the Friday night graduation consecration message. So good. He said, I'm not going to talk long tonight. And he just got up for a minute and he said, no matter what, if you can just remember this one thing, God loves you. God loves you. That's it. That's all. Thank you and good night. Closed his Bible, sat down. People are stunned. That's it. <laughs> and they began to clap. And he, one more thing. He read this text. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. God loves you. Lock it away. And then he said, will you remember when all your friends get into medical school and you don't? When you spend a year looking for a job and you can't find anything except doing the stop and go sign down at the construction zone. And your school loans come due and your car breaks down and you have to move back in with your parents. If they let you, God loves you. If you come back at your 10-year reunion and you have left the church and are working on Sabbath and smoking and drinking, God loves you. And if you're wearing spiked hair or pink hair or wearing 16 nose rings, or you're one of the 40% who have gone through a divorce, remember at least this. God loves you. If you try to stay involved in the church and they're always arguing over the music, or they get mad because you painted the youth room bright orange and fluorescent pink, or you let your guest speaker ride his motorcycle right into the sanctuary, which I let him do, God still 
loves you. That's the message today. Lock it away. We're going to do one more. I hope that you'll come back and stay with us for our last message on No Doubt About It, the implications of the resume. This is God Talk. God bless you.